Welcome back to the God's Financial Secret Series. And today we want to have a look at Secret 4. The size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. Well, Secret 1, 2 and 3 have been truly exciting and I trust that you are learning much and getting much revelation out of Secret 1, 2 and 3 as well. Thank you for all of your inboxes and for your responses explaining how much it is meaning to you the series and again like i said if this series is meaning something to you share it with your friends and family it's free it's uh, secrets the bible says belong to the lord our god but those secrets that are revealed belong to us and to our children's children forever so that is why this series exists is to bring revelation to your heart into your life in order for you to understand the keys to growth and increase Let's cross over right now to secret four, and I'll speak to you on the other side of this. Financial secret four. The size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 6, the living Bible, a farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop, but if he plants much, he will reap much. Growing up, I spent many of my school vacations on my grandparents' farm, my grandfather was an irrigation farmer and every year we as grandchildren would have to assist him and his staff to either plant his crops or harvest his crops depending on the season. I recall one particular vacation when we arrived on the farm to find that a piece of land that had always stood vacant was now filled with maize and we were no longer able to use it to ride our horses on. I was quite disappointed at the fact that my grandfather was so inconsiderate and planted crops on it instead of leaving it for us to use as our prime horse riding area. When I questioned him as to his reason for using our horse riding land to plant more crops on, he simply smiled and said to me, if you want more, you need to plant more, because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. Today as an adult, I fully understand my grandfather's reasoning and statement, but back then I didn't quite understand his reasoning, being more concerned about my fun than his harvest. He as a farmer fully understood the truth of financial secret four. In order to grow more, we need to sow more. So many Christians and even business owners today often struggle to understand financial secret four and live with their mindset of wanting or desiring increase, but not always planting or sowing more seed in order to see the increase, because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. Another translation of 1 Corinthians 9 verse 6 says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. See, Financial Secret 1 told us that a seed must be planted, and Financial Secret 4 now tells us that not only must a seed be planted, but also the amount or quantity of seed that will be planted will determine the size of the harvest. See, little seed equals little harvest. Much seed equals much harvest. A married couple with five or six children will tell you that it required more than one seed to have more than one child. And so too in the area of finances. It will require larger amounts of finance to ensure larger amounts of increase and harvest. The financial system of the world often contradict the word and principles of God. The world system offers a lottery ticket for $1 or $2 given for a potential $1 million or $5 million or $20 million return. We know that God never designed and still does not operate on that system. And yet every week, millions of people stand in queues to purchase a $1 ticket in the hope of an instant massive return. I recently read an interesting, interesting statistic that 90% of lottery ticket winners lose all their winnings within one or two years of receiving the instant cash harvest. See, God never designed His creation to reap much from sowing little. 
because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. Financial Secret 4 really challenged my mindset as a young Christian. I was faithfully sowing a tithe, 10% of my income, and small weekly offerings into my local church. But now I was being taught that the size of my harvest was determined by the size of my seed that left my hand on my bank account. I remember a time as a young believer when our church had a guest speaker for, three day, for a three-day conference. He made a statement on the first day that he was going to receive an offering for our church on the last day of the conference and that he would start preparing in our hearts what we would give on the final day. I remember an amount of $500 popping into my head as that was a manageable, affordable amount that I was able to give at that time. However, on day two of the conference, he reminded us again of an offering on the final night that we, that we should pray and prepare a seed for. My business cash flow was quite limited at the time, but all I knew that Financial Secret 1 said a seed must be planted, and that Financial Secret 2 said I must die to my sown seed. And of course, by then I also knew that Financial Secret 3 said the type of seed that you would produce a harvest similar to itself. So all the signs were clear that in order for cash to flow into my life, cash needed to flow out of my life, and my mind was set on $500. At the end of the second night, Financial Secret 4, your harvest size is determined by your seed size, started to nag at me, but I suddenly found myself considering my circumstances and commitments. See, Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 says, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. I realized my circumstances were never going to be perfect, but that this was a perfect moment to sow seed. So I decided I would step out in faith and increase my seed to $1,000, still an amount I could manage. The final night eventually arrived, and true to our guest speaker's challenge, he proceeded to receive an offering for our church. I took out my checkbook and wrote the number 1,000 in the, in the number block, when suddenly the Holy Spirit prompted me to increase the amount. I found myself having an internal spiritual discussion about the amount. Everything in me knew the larger the seed, the larger the harvest. But then again, everything in me was also reasoning. Why not just settle for $1,000? See, because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. The number 10,000 entered my head and it was as if the Lord said to me, add another zero to your 1,000. I paused from writing and wrestled in my mind for another moment. 10,000 could bankrupt me, I thought. But as I sat there in my chair, a peace came over me and I knew Financial Secret 4 needed to be obeyed. I quickly wrote out the check for 10000 the largest check I'd ever written in my life at that stage, before I had a chance to change my mind, and so Financial Secret 4 was applied for the first time in my young Christian walk. The joy and fear of writing that check still sits clear in my mind up until today, because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. The conclusion of the story and the seed sown will be shared in the secrets that follow. Personal Challenge 4 Seed Challenge 4 Choose to sow a cash seed into your church, double or triple the amount you sowed from the personal challenge in previous chapters. In the previous challenge, you were challenged to sow three cash seeds of the same amount at different times. However, in this challenge, take one of the seed amounts and double it, or take the amount of all three seeds sown and double that amount and sow it. If you chose to sow three by $100 seeds in Personal Challenge 3, then double one of them and sow one by 200 now, 
or if you believe to sow double of all three, then sow $600 now. Remember, the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. If there is any reasoning right now, remember what Paul said to the church in Philippians 4.17, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Confession Session 4 Confess out loud today. Lord, I thank you that I am a generous sower of seed. Thank you that I am moved my thinking from need to seed. I confess that I will continue to sow seed and that my ability to sow larger and greater seed is happening in my life. I speak to my seed already sown and I command my seed to increase and grow. I declare that good things are heading my way. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we reflect on Financial Secret 4, the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. What a stretch this was for me when I was a young Christian and I got this revelation that if I want more, I have to sow more. Our scripture verse we read in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 6, a farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop, but if he plants much, he will reap much. It's amazing how we understand this when it comes to taking or when it comes to wanting desiring more in our lives when it comes to actually having to put seed in the ground and increase the amount of seed for a greater harvest. It's always the human battle. I was sharing recently with the church that the enemy made Eve look at the fruit. He said when the fruit was desirable to the eye and the woman looked at the fruit, and that's what the enemy does. He always makes you look at the fruit, the end result, at the cost of the seed. And I made the statement and I said that there are many fruit wanters in the world, but not a lot of seed planters. And by that I mean this principle speaks of that because the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. And when you look at the story that I shared in the book when I spoke about my grandfather's farm, when it comes to farming, we understand that if you drive past a field, a vacant field, and you look at a farmer when he plants, let's say, 10 bags of seed into the soil of his farm, and he gets a harvest, and the next year he decides, like my grandfather did, to increase his harvest potential. Well, the logic is he has to increase his seed that he has to sow. He has to almost double the seed if he wants double the harvest. Yet when it comes to finances, sometimes we have this mental block or this lack of revelation. When it comes to understanding this principle, the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. And we looked at the fact that, as my grandfather was, he said to me, if you want more, you need to, you need to plant more. So when it comes to money, it's the same principle. We've looked at the secret one, a seed must be planted. Secret two, the seed must die. In other words, we can't keep digging it up and revisiting what we could have done with the money. That's secret two. And secret three, we spoke about the fact that a seed will produce a harvest that's similar to its kind. So if you want cash, you have to sow cash. Now, once we've determined that, we've made up our minds that we're going to sow seed, a seed must be planted. We've decided, well, we're going to plant it. We're not going to dig it up. We're going to die to the seed. And then we're going to plant a seed that we want to produce a harvest similar to its kind. So if it's cash or if it's, let's say, it's forgiveness or if it's time or whatever the seed source is, because remember, every seed will produce a harvest similar to its kind. So old clothes don't produce cash. Food doesn't produce cash. Food seeds produce more food harvest. 10 rands don't produce 100 rands or $10 don't produce $100. A 10 rand will produce more 10 rands and $100 will produce more $100. So if you want more $100, you have to sow a $100 seed. But if you want more of that $100 seed or 10 rand seed or whatever it is you want, you have to plant more. And that is the stretch, the shift that has to happen in your mind. 
Because the Bible said what? 1 Corinthians 9 verse 6 in the New King James. But he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So little seed equals little harvest and much seed equals much harvest. Look at a family. If you want a large family, you have to sow more seed. If you want fewer children, you sow less seed. And it's a logical principle when it comes to certain elements of people's lives. But the minute we come to the area of finance, it's almost like I desire more the fruit. I want that end result. We also had a look at in the book, we looked at the fact that the world system wants you to think that it's opposite to that. The world system says, well, give a rand or five rand or a dollar, whatever your currency is, a pound, and get instant gratification of 50, 60, 70, 80 million pounds or rands or dollars in return. But the biblical principle doesn't work like that. If you sow much, you reap much. And if you want more, you have to sow more. So when it comes to this principle, I found that whenever in my own life, when I had little, when I was just getting this revelation, I was desperate. I was between a rock and a hard place. And you believe in God. You're putting yourself on the water. You're trusting God in every area of your life. But then as God starts to increase you as you apply these principles, because the word says God's not a respecter of people, but he's a respecter of principles. And so as you apply these principles, God starts to honor these principles because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he who comes to God, Hebrews 11 verse 6, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God is a rewarder of those that put their faith and trust in the principles of God, these biblical secrets when it comes to the area of finances. Many areas we walk in faith with God in the area of healing, in the area of breakthrough, whatever it might be, salvation for our family members. Every area, every facet has a facet of faith. But when it comes to biblical finances, there's the same principle. Then the world says, just give a dollar or a rand or five rand, whatever, and then hope that you're going to win these millions in return. And yes, God is the God of the miraculous. Five loaves, two fish, fed 20,000 people. Cast your net out on the other side, fill the net up full of fish. So God is the God of multiplication. God is the God of supernatural acceleration as our theme is for 2023. But the reality of the fact is that we can't always operate by the miraculous. There's certain principles. A farmer doesn't put one seed in and suddenly wakes up in the next morning and there's just 10 million multiplied harvests of the same seed. No, the farmer has to be faithful. Faithful over little, rule over much. And so as you understand this principle, it's a maturing principle. It's not a principle you're just going to wake up one morning and you've got it. It's something you have to like stretch yourself in because if you are exercising or you're running a marathon, a 21 kilometer, 21.1, I've run a few two oceans, half marathons in my life. Uh, when you start to train for that, you don't wake up in the morning and suddenly you're 21.1 kilometer fit or you cycle a, a cycle race or do a triathlon or run a full marathon, whatever it might be, whatever challenge you are taking on. You don't wake up the first day or go to gym and you can pick up the certain kind of weight. It's a process of increasing your capacity to run further and to exercise longer and to pick up heavier weights or whatever it is. And it's the same thing when it comes to biblical finances. You have to understand that you're not just going to wake up one morning and suddenly have the capacity to give more because instinctively the Adamic nature in us is a self-centered, selfish nature. The woman saw that the fruit was good and so she took. In reality, we've all got to take his mindset. And Christ comes and demonstrates to us a giving mindset. For God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. God is the greatest, most generous being that is on the face of the planet and in the universe. God gave us life. God gives us oxygen. God gives us thoughts and, and purpose. And God gave his son, not half his son or a quarter of his son. He gave his whole son. 
So when it comes to finances, we sometimes give half quarter because we've still got this mind, this fight in us to go, what if I run out? What if I don't have enough? I'm not saying give everything away. I'm saying as you mature in these principles of understanding, number one, financial secret, a seed must be sown. Financial secret two, we have to die to that seed. The minute we keep that seed alive, dig it up all the time, we never give a chance to grow. And we know now that a seed will produce a harvest similar to its kind, financial secret three. So apple seeds produce apple harvest, peach seeds produce peach harvest. Apple seeds don't produce peach trees and neither does food produce money. Food produces more food and money produces money. So a seed produces a harvest that looks like itself. So if you want something of a certain kind, you have to sow a seed like that. Like humans don't produce sheep and sheep don't produce humans. The seed will produce a harvest similar to its kind. But when it comes to if you want to increase that harvest of what you actually desire, you have to increase your seed because a seed will, the size of your harvest is established by the size of your seed. And so when I was challenged, like I said, you also read in the book that we had a guest speaker in our church. I was a young Christian and he said, I'm preparing you for a harvest at the end of this three-day seminar. And like I said, I had this hundred rand or dollars in my head. And then the second day, my faith was building and the Lord said 500. And when it came time to give, the Holy Spirit got me into the valley of decision and stretched my capacity and said, give 10,000. And at that stage, 10,000 was mind-boggling to my head at that stage. So it's the same principle. When a child is born, they're a baby. They don't wake up, go home, and they're one month old, and they suddenly start reasoning like a matriculant or a university student. Or You grow. It's glory upon glory. It's line upon line. You build your faith. And so the same when it comes to increasing your understanding of biblical finances. It's a matter of increasing your capacity to give. So you can't be tithing 100 rand and you've been tithing 100 rand for five years or 10 years because God is a God of increase. God said what? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and have dominion, subdue it, have dominion. So God is a God of increase. He's a God of fruitfulness. He's a God of multiplication. And so the principle applies to your finances in order to go from fruitfulness to multiplication. Fruitfulness is the lowest form of God's blessing. Genesis 1.28 I'm referring to. God said, then God said what? God blessed them. So God didn't curse us. The heart of God is to bless you. Then God blessed them and God said what? Be fruitful, be fruitful. So you can be stingy or you can be generous. You can be afraid or you can be full of faith. You can be something. That's your choice, free will. Be what? Be fruitful, be full of fruit. So we know a seed inside an apple when you sow it produces one fruit or one tree which has many apples on it. But now to go from fruitfulness to multiplication, if I want to have more apple trees and not just more apples next year. I can be content with just the apples on my tree. That's fine. And many Christians will say, sadly, it's not wrong to, to be fruitful. Sadly, settle thinking, well, that's just God's will for my life is one apple tree with some fruit on. I've got a fruitful life. Sure, it's not wrong to be fruitful at all, but it is the lowest form of God's blessing because God said what? Be fruitful and multiply. So scripture doesn't tell us be fruitful or multiply. He says, and. So it's a present continuous. God is continuing on this journey towards multiplication. But we know the principle is what? That a seed is inside itself, that a seed has to be sown. Apple seed produces apple harvest. Now I have an apple tree. So if I want an apple orchard, what is the principle? I now have to take seed out of every apple on my one tree, plant it in the hope that it's going to conceive. And then when it does, it takes root. And then suddenly 50 little trees appear. And when 50 trees grow, now I say, well, I've gone from fruitfulness to multiplication. But so many Christians get stuck or they get lost or they get gripped by fear. 
thinking that if I sow more, I'm going to have less, etc., etc., because your mind says, I have need, I have need. And I always say to the church, and I'm saying to you again today, that God is not moved by no need. God is moved by sown seed. Because 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 9 to 10 says what? Now may he, God, who supplies seed to the sower. So notice God supplies seed to sowers. He doesn't supply seed to knowers. So I know I have to give. I know I have to sow more. But my brain, my mind, my heart, my natural understanding gets gripped by fear. So I withhold in the hope that just this orchard is going to appear. And we know by now it doesn't work like that. The principle is if you want more, you have to sow more. And so I really encourage you today, as you listen to this, I know that you're not listening to this by accident. I know that this podcast hasn't just been started by accident. I know that as the Lord prompted me to start this whole Leader Breeder platform, the Born to Prosper book, the whole series that I'm taking you on and myself on on a daily basis, I believe really that God wants to speak to you because you are listening to this today and you're in a certain place and you've got need like every human has and you've got inherent fears and you've got uncertainties about your tomorrow, which is the human uh, challenge we all face. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. But the principle that God placed on the earth is this principle of seed time and harvest. And if you want a greater harvest, you have to put in greater seed. That's my encouragement today. I'm praying for you today that God is going to strengthen you, strengthen your faith, that you won't back off or back down. And again, I say, Paul says, I don't say this, I don't teach this to you because I seek the gift but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So Paul teaches the church this principle of generosity, but he says, I'm not teaching this because you think I want something from you. I'm teaching this because of the fruit. There's the principle, seed time and harvest. So I say this to you as well by faith today. As much as all of us have need and all of us need money and increase and multiplication, you can't be that ignorant and say, well, I don't need anything. Of course, everyone has a need. We have a need for love. We have a need for acceptance. We have a need for community. We have a need for God. We have a need for purpose. We have a need for many things. We have a need for life, for food, for shelter, for clothing, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, protection, safety. We have needs. People have needs. But the earth's principles don't change because of your need. They don't change because it's the 21st century versus the 13th century. When Jesus said, John 12, 24, unless the seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. I challenge you today. I ask you today to open up your spirit. Don't listen to my words in the natural. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is challenging you with and say to yourself, hey, how am I going to grow more if I don't sow more? So it's not your job to make the seed grow. It's your job to let the seed go. So you have to release that seed. So Jesus said, unless I don't become a seed and fall into the ground and die, there's the principle, die to the seed, it will remain alone. That means the seed in the packet, our first secret, my grandmother-in-law's packets of seed, 12 years old, laying in the packet. All the potential to be, but as long as she kept it in the packet, it never grew. The minute I took those seeds 12 years later and I planted them in the soil of my garden, they grew. So the seed potential is always in us, the potential to have more children, the potential to grow and increase. But we have to release that seed. And I say to you today by the Spirit of God, may you have the faith to release more seed and may the Lord mature you in this process because that is how God increases us. You know, Ecclesiastes 11.4 in the book says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And that's the principles of God. Sometimes it's never a perfect time. It's never the right time. What about the wind? What about the economy? What about the recession? What about this? What, what about it? God is God. 
and he sits on his throne, and the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro. And as you sow your seed into good soil, we're going to look at that the next secret, secret five, must sow into good ground. I challenge you today by the Spirit of God, don't allow the enemy to steal from your future because he is a thief. He is the father of all lies. He came to Adam and Eve and said, did God really say? Can these principles really work? Is this God's financial secrets book and series and podcast, is it really all true? Because that's what he's going to come. He's going to try and deceive you into withholding seed because he knows. A Christian who understands the revelation of seed time and harvest, a tither, a generous person, <laughs> you're a powerful person. You're not God. God is all powerful. But the Christ that's in us, he works through you. And as you apply the law of seed time and harvest on this earth, watch what happens. The second law activates, the law of dominion and control. Now we start to have dominion. And we start to operate in a realm that you don't understand now because you might have one little apple tree in your understanding. But what God sees in you is an orchard, not just an orchard. He sees many multiple orchards in multiple countries around the world. We'll get into that in the secrets that lie ahead. So come on, I want to challenge you today. Don't back off. Don't back down. You're on this journey. You've enrolled in this podcast. God is busy with you. The good work I began in you. Secret one, a seed must be planted. Secret two, die to that seed. Secret three, a seed produces a harvest similar to its kind. Secret four, what does it say? The size of your harvest is determined by the size of your seed. So as you grow more, as you sow more, oh, you're going to grow more. And I really want to encourage you. So Father, thank you today for my friend that is listening on this podcast. And I encourage him or her as they get revelation today, as they allow the seed of this word to fall into the good soil of their hearts. May it take root, may it increase, may it be fruitful and may it bring a return 30, 60, and 100 fold in so many facets of their life. I pray this over their life in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, thanks for joining me today on Secret 4. Can't wait to be with you next week on the other side of this on Secret 5 as we're going to look at sowing into good ground. Keep on keeping on. Watch. God is busy with you. You're going to start to see incredible things happen in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for subscribing to Leader Breeder Podcast with Aidan Jeffrey. Make sure to catch the next episode of the God's Financial Secrets series every Tuesday.